Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, October 9th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Y Foundry DAO space, discussing organizing communities for collaboration. Let's take a listen. Yeah, and look, we, we built with YFD, you have the on chain mechanisms for milestones, and like it goes beyond just the proposal, even like you draft it properly and you deliver on these key points to your milestone to the satisfaction of the community then you can continue forward you know with the same thing goes for the builders right yeah for sure and and you know it's we're not looking to put fluff into the proposals either the proposals the everything in the proposal has value has a reason you know it's like a smoke detector or a, there's risk factors or a carbon monoxide alarm people go oh, i don't need that i'm not going to smoke in the house or i'm not going to start a fire it's like yeah but there's a reason this is a there's a minimal amount of effort or a minimal amount of support we require for a proposal to come on board and there there are viable reasons and if we can talk about it as a community and everybody in the community can say well we don't need smoke detectors in our you know housing plans anymore then you know the community can come to that decision but the reality is is that you know, we should have a reason for doing everything. We shouldn't just be, well, we've always done it that way. And we should be open, of course, to growing and developing, you know, the requirements. But there should be a standard. Um, and we do have a standard for YFD proposals. Uh, it'll be, I think, it'll be published in the next week or two uh, for developing strategy proposals. And you'll see it's it's quite significant. It's about 15 pages on the short end and some of them i've seen up to about 30 pages of requirements on how to uh you know present a vault proposal and we took that information it was speaking back to the mars conversation uh when i talked to the mars team and they were talking about their credit uh solution mars 2 and what would be required of vaults and i said well here look at this is the proposal prospectus that we're requiring for yfd and they took a look at it and said this is all of the requirements we're going to ask everybody to comply with so it's not like we're out of line in in having a standard a higher standard for what gets you know put forth uh, but you know there definitely needs to be an understanding of why it's valuable to to do the work up front and i think until you know until until communities and and uh, chains start expecting more they're not going to get more from from the proposals yeah you have those mechanisms to start small you know at the suggestion level right and then you work with those like strategists we work with them to fill this so they're not on their own like hey you've got this massive you know amount of information you need to do it you know that can be somewhat by the community uh, right. And it's not all fluff either. It's not like it's I, when I said 15 to 30 pages, it's not like I'm proud of the amount of pages it is. It's literally it takes that many that amount of information to 
to comprehensively explain how a vault works. What are the assets involved? What are the risks? You know, how does it perform in this? Like how, what is the expected APY? You know, why do all these things work together? And to actually detail like the fully formed uh, structure of a, of a vault or a, a financial strategy, it, it takes a lot of information. And then, but what we know from our own work internally and externally with like Grant who's here uh, from the team that built some vaults for us, is like we can take one of these proposals and we can present it to a to a development or a financial team and they can actually develop the code to implement the vault based on the proposal data. And and that's the key is like you do, you have to get the stuff out of the person's head and in and into a presentable thing for the public to look at, to scrutinize, to understand. And uh, the more comprehensive that can be up front, the I think the more successful the outcome would be. Hey, from your uh, experience so far, uh, like what has been the appetite so far of people interested in proposing vault ideas or other things? Um, like, obviously, to do these things requires a certain amount of expertise. Um, have, have you found it like a groundswell of interest in that sort of thing? I have a lot of interest. I think. The environment is challenging now. I mean, there's just a lack of primitives. And I think with everything going on, uh, a lot of those that were interested maybe a few months back have been either doing other things or just kind of waiting. Um, you know, it's more anecdotally, we have a lot of interest. We've got a few, you know, we've interested anyone who has been doing this in the space, come into the Discord and, you know, we'll get you get you set up and start having some conversations. but. Yeah, really looking at, I mean, the next milestone is getting to MVP where you actually have this stuff functional and then you can start using the process and start having, you know, those that are interested bringing in other people and, you know, testing that. So at this point, we're kind of been focused on, and Ray, you can comment on it however you want, but at this point, focusing on, you know, actually making it work, the getting to the MVP, getting to the token launch. I mean, that's kind of been the, the focus. Yeah, um, you know, we've, we've had a, a fair amount of interest. I think where I'm finding more interest is actually onboarding people outside of the Web3 space who do strategies into the Web3 space. I mean, I think uh, there's two things that are coming online um, and I, you can figure out the alpha from this without me having to say it, I think. Uh, but there's Comdex has got a platform for CDP and, and for... Uh, tokenizing real world assets coming online. Uh, Injective is also working in that on those two chains. I think that's the big limitation. Mirror was a huge driver for uh, an appetite for strategies because there were so many assets that could be loaded into that and they operated more or less under an outside regulatory structure. Uh, So we do have an appetite for it, but as Crash said, uh, the biggest limitation right now is there just are not primitives. It's too, there's not a market for actual assets. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like simply uh, trading uh, a bunch of correlated assets. Uh, like there's a limit to that, I think. <laughs> that's the big problem. Yeah. And that's why our focus for the MVP is on some NFT branded vaults and really partnering with communities to um, you know, enable 
their goals. Get, I think those communities have stayed strong. Um, reward those communities. So if there's those that want to do any sort of vault strategy, that is actually going back to support some of these projects as opposed to, um, you know, elsewhere being extracted elsewhere. So that's kind of the thought. That might have been one of the first times we've actually talked about NFT branded vaults crash. Do you want to expose that a little bit more? Yeah, yes, I did. I don't know if I just slipped some alpha, but uh, yeah, JG, stand on that. JG had mentioned it a little bit before, but um, yeah, I, we'll 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 set up a space specifically around this and you know talk talk more at at further length. But it's essentially broadly a way for um, different you know NFT projects to have a specific like underlying vault strategy that maybe they're interested in for their treasury, maybe they're interested in for their holders or community and a way that you, another way that you can support some of these, um, some of these projects. Cause right now, you know, you've got options like spinning up a validator, you know, the NFT projects have looked at doing that. Um, maybe there's other options, of course, buying, you know, and being holder. What other options are there? You know, I, I think that they're, is a lot of interest and that's a gap that we could help. And it kind of is one step on the journey for us to be, um, to, uh, for us to look at more. I, I mean, I think NFT projects are going to be some of those projects most interested when YFD goes a little bit broader beyond the vault strategies to where you could possibly fund other sorts of projects in the future using some of the same mechanisms. It's really looking at how can we establish those, give back to those communities and, maybe it's something they would want to use in, in a bigger way in the future. Yeah. Um, do we want to, do we want to talk about how YFD is an NFT project crash? Do you think that's too much alpha or not? I mean, we've, we've all, I don't but, think so. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's the madman says, I don't think so. We've all, but come out and say it pretty much in past spaces. Um, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with putting it out there. We're a couple of weeks from from launch, so maybe it's okay yeah, to competitive say competitive advantage at this point. I mean, come on. Yeah. So the way that the community integrates with YFD proposals and vaults and funding is that if you're a community member in YFD and you uh, support a vault or a proposal you'll actually receive an NFT for your supporting stake in that proposal. And that NFT is integrated into the vault itself. Um, and that allows you, this is something that actually doesn't even exist in Cosmwasm as it's compiled and released by Cosmwasm today. But our, our super chads over at uh, Earlast and uh, with Grant and Adam and those guys, we came up with, um, actually pulling code out of a future release of Cosmwasm, uh, which should be out probably in next year, uh, that allows you to have custom calls within your NFTs themselves. So you don't actually query the vault to get your rewards for being a supporter of the vault. You actually use the NFT. The NFT is your, uh, is your mechanism to extract uh, value. So you you actually ask the NFT, hey, what what can you give me? And the NFT goes, oh, I'm owned by this vault. Let me ask them. And it's a very 
interesting way, I think, going cross-chain and doing some other things, this could have some unique implications. Um, I talked to Mars Protocol guys about how we're implementing NFTs and how they're implementing NFTs. And uh, Gabe said that actually we took it a level further than they did in their Mars 2.0 release in terms of our, our, our use cases for NFTs. So all of these vaults, as they get proposed and presented forward, will be um, essentially you'll be a unique holder of an NFT that or multiple NFTs, depending on how much is contributed to the proposal. But you'll actually end up being a unique holder of an addition of an NFT that has immediate utility in granting you performance fees out of these vault strategies. And those, you can obviously figure out, have a lot of utility on a secondary market as well. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, secondary market is where my brain immediately goes. But say you want to... Um, say you want to have an exit strategy of some sort, you want to give away a portion of those maybe, or sell those, whoever gets that new NFT can then use those capabilities seamlessly. Yeah, and partnering with uh, other NFT organizations, you'll have unique partnerships in an NFT that's attached to a vault that's branded for a particular NFT art project that actually pays out dividends, essentially. And I, I don't, I haven't seen any other projects use this level of uh, integration between an art or a, uh, you know, community project like, uh, like Skeleton Punks or something, and then having it actually have a financial backbone to it and saying that not only is this a, a piece of, you know, community culture, but it also has a financial, um, you know, function to it as well. Hey, that's so well, funny. Well, Did maybe. you just say... Did you say financial backbone? Exactly. We're talking about skeleton punks. Come on. Yeah, no, no. I wanted to I just want to say that I hope everybody remembers that term right there next week. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, well, maybe just maybe some of us, you know, are still in the, the incubation phase of our you know of our projects and have yet to actually come fully forth with you know what we're you know trying to put out for the community. Maybe it's just a matter of time. Maybe it's just like a matter of, uh, you know, like that Galileo effect. I was speaking with uh, Orbital Command prior, um, you know, not just prior to this, but like earlier in the week. And we had touched on the topic of, you know, um, projects coming out with almost the same idea at the same time. And, you know, uh, we, we, we kind of likened it to, you know, what we simplified it as the Galileo effect, you know, where... Galileo was, you know, while he was working on the telescope, there was somebody else on the other side of the world working on the telescope at the same time. Uh, it, it comes down to a, a phrase called multiple discovery or simultaneous invention. Absolutely. The, the technology converges at a certain point and, and the idea starts to just permutate in everyone's head because it's, it's the next iteration of, of technology. It's been really affirming to like hear, like you say, there's something coming and we're starting to get that inkling from other groups. And that, you know, in terms of what YFD has been working on for almost a year now, it gives us a lot of confidence to say, look, we're, we actually have our fingers on the pulse of where this stuff is going. And it should give us all confidence in that we're all kind of vibing in the right way as a community. We're either all wrong or we're all right. And it's just a matter of like the nuances of the divergence in the ideas. 
Yeah, I think if anything, with um, with respect to all of that, you know, um, some of the engagement, I think moving forward should be kind of focused on, you know, uh, breaking down the barriers, the the perceptual blocks, you know, um, put up by those looking to um, start their project, you know, finally get out of their, you know, their local Terra testnet and, you know, finally deploy on chain and, you know, move forward with an idea, you know, regardless if someone else already started, you know, like it, it, Eris protocol didn't, you know, um, didn't stop because, you know, Stater was coming out or because Prism was coming back, you know, uh, neither did Stater, you know, stop because of Eris nor Prism, nor did Prism stop because of Eris and Stater. And I guess, you know, the same can be said for a lot of people, whether or not they're trying to launch an NFT project. Um, you know, it, it does become defeating, you know, um, but I think that's more of a personal thing you know ego is a is a bitch you know pride is a sin um but you know it does i know it personally it grinds you know um people's gears you know when you're trying to come up with an idea and effectively you know you see someone else come out with the idea then you, you might get paranoid you know thinking oh some you know <laughs> somebody hacked my account and stole my idea or some shit you know, I mean, that's probably, that's in part why I had such a bone to pick with uh, with Skeleton Punks, you know, like a week or two ago, talking with the uh, uh, with that other. Uh, that was so funny. Going I thought you were joking the whole time. I was like, oh, shit, he's serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> serious as a heart attack. Yeah. It's not uh, if it's true, though. <laughs> no, but I mean, I messaged him directly once I realized that he was like not joking. I was like, whoa, this is taking a weird turn. Let me, let's clarify this. Yeah, it was. I mean, it definitely uh, took a kind of a weird turn. I mean, I was talking with Sefi um, back in the early weeks of, you know, the, the mid weeks of May, just after the crash, you know, with my idea, you know, and I think Terra Spaces was actually recording it too, you know, and the idea kind of got out there, you know, and it, it just so happens that the idea was also being worked on by another team who came around and, uh, you know, launched before someone else could, you know, but of course, you know, um, I was just listening to one of their spaces and they were talking about how someone <laughs> came to market. No, yeah, they could. No, they did. You yeah. Know? That's exactly, it's so crazy. It, yeah. It's so weird. It, it's a weird inception of, you know, uh, of it's like a weird doom loop of simultaneous invention, you know, I mean, whether or not, you know, someone uh, steals an idea. I mean, like I was just mentioning in a tweet <laughs> to you about the, you know, people confusing inspiration with, uh, with mere thievery, you know, um, where does one draw the line in the world of anonymity? Uh, it's hard to, you know, so I, I guess, you know, in, in some cases, some of us have to just, you know, bite the bullet, you know, and push forward, you know, Hey, if you need help uh, doing what you want to do, I mean, you're a part of our community. And one of our goals with the SP Alliance is to help community members uh, bring to fruition their ideas. You will be able to leverage the whole network that we're putting together if you want so to do so. Yeah, As, oh. same for us, too. I mean, I, I think, like I said a little earlier, it's a it's a player versus environment, not player versus player. I mean, I think the reason some of these ideas resonate, I mean, that's just that should bolster your efforts not discourage 
um, because everybody has something unique to bring to the table. There's going to be a unique spin that a certain project has that the other ones may not have thought about. And from YFD's perspective, I mean, everything we're building is going to be available uh, at some point once it's tested, once it's proven out, uh, once it's responsible maybe to do so, it's all going to be open source. So it's not like we're holding the keys to any of this you know, tech, any of these things that have been figured out, it'd be available for anybody to use, right? Yeah, yeah. V1, uh, V1 will be like available for everybody to, to, you know, take apart, compile, send on their own, spin up their own stuff. So we, we definitely want to build infrastructure tools because I think like from my perspective of seeing how the environment is, we need more infrastructure tools. We need to build more standards. And those standards don't shouldn't be to consolidate power back to a particular implementation. They should just be standards and, and completely neutral for the space. So that, that's really what we'd like to do is get a, you know, create a, a mechanism for governance and for escrow and for funding that anybody can just implement. And it's not like it kicks back to YFD or anything like that. It's just a it's just a good standalone implementation. Yeah, I mean, with projects like Orbital Command, projects like Skeleton Punks, I, mean, I think Web2 world, the the moat is um, in the technology. You know, you got this closed source technology and these ideas that are held in secret. I think Web3, the moat you're looking at is in the brand, in the reputation of the projects and in the communities, um, really. So you could have the exact same underlying technology, two completely different worlds of implementation and value, just depending on those um, naturally powerful, but very different communities. Yeah, and community the, is a force of nature, man. It's a force of nature. It is a pure form of human tribalism and needs to be respected and supported. And that's why, you know, we looked at launching our MVP stuff and said, we've got to get integrated with these NFT communities because we're, we're technology brains on this side and Crash is our, is our, you know, man in the middle of the fulcrum kind of deal. And it's like NFT communities are overflowing with, with community marketing, you know, push public facing stuff, but they're most likely, you know, often deficient with the technology side. So how can we use our technology heavy side to support, you know, the, the NFT side? And I think that's where kind of some of this natural meshing comes in is, is you need to need to have a, you know, Disney-fy, that's not the word I want to use, but, you know, sell lunch boxes, sell everything, but it's not our brand. We're just the guys, you know, running the factory behind the scenes. I mean, you're like a white label utility shop for people, basically. To some degree. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's just, it's not even us. It's just, we want to have, we think that to get mass adoption to decentralized currencies and to decentralized finance and to, you know, if we want to go like down the rabbit hole of, you know, uh, philosophy, it's if we want to encourage uh, adoption of these technologies, it, it needs to happen through building infrastructure. And the way to build infrastructure is to get people, you know, using it and to and to start increasing the adoption of the of the technology. If you if you never had enough people, you know, if you only had a few people using a road and a dirt path was okay, right? Because you just got a few horse and carts. Nobody builds the infrastructure for a massive highway and you know hydrological runoff, drain management, all this stuff. But 
once you have a huge amount of people using a, a, a roadway or a transportation or a, a mechanism to move assets, you know, then you have this demand to build out and to create greater and greater pieces of infrastructure. So, you know, we really need to help encourage people to use the infrastructure, but then we also have to build infrastructure to be able to go beyond the current capabilities or the, uh, should say, the current demands of the, of the system. Um, I just got a message. I just wanted to share this. Uh, we just pushed our final update for NFT switch smart contracts. So I'm pretty sure that we just completed our audit right now. Awesome. Congratulations. Nice. Congratulations. That's a milestone. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So tying this back, because you guys are in, uh, you guys have obviously had a little bit of a beef um, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, but really like what, Crash was saying is, you know, it's not PVP, it's, it's PVE, right? It's players versus environment. So what, what can we do? Because we're talking about building communities for collaboration. How, how can we move forward? Like, what are the steps? You know, it takes, we have to sacrifice a little bit or we have to be vulnerable to each other to some degree because that's how human communities and tribes grow and mesh together. It's like, what can we do in terms of our participation and your participation and everybody's to start to weave these communities together so we're building collaboratively? Because we'd love to share our code base with everybody, right? So you know, I have a suggestion, or I don't know, I can't speak for other chains, but for Luna, you know, we've created this SP Alliance and we are announcing this thing on, on Saturday. And on, at that point, we will be expanding Alliance membership to other projects, most likely. And we, the whole point of this is just people who do not want to quit Web3. Like, there's no, you know, promises to each other other than that we are like-minded and we will assist each other wherever we can. And like, we've made a group about this. And if you want to be in this, you know, it'll be open shortly to other projects who are interested in doing the same thing. And then you can wash, rinse, and repeat the same model on other chains. You know what I mean? Right. And in even expanding beyond that, I think one of the concerns I have with any any groups at this point, and not to speak to your specific group, is that uh, for the, we were all in the Terra crash. And what happened when the Terra crash happened is that like the entire communication network became fractured. Discords got locked down. We didn't have mechanisms to communicate with each other. The communication went to back rooms and side chats and we lost that like immediately. It was like somebody smashed the ability for people to talk to each other, like with a hammer, you know? So how can we prevent that? How can we extract the politics out of it and make it purely functional for building in the space so that that doesn't happen again? That is a hard question. It does, you know, it, it, because it, revolves around the philosophy of communication and that construct was not even a construct um like it's, it's it's beyond a concept um but communication itself is the skeleton key to both the doors of success and failure um and i would think maybe w w one way to improve upon the mitigation effort would be to find a way to incentivize collaboration over, you know, 
the the, the single the single-handed approach the single steady approach by you know by one development team um I mean, and not to quote Vitalik, but, you know, he did make a point that, it, you know, it's not your job, you know, it's not your obligation to save, you know, um, or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he said, but, you know, it's not your job to save the world effectively is how I took it. Um, and I think in a way, must, much of us behind the keyboard you know, in our, you know, our IDEs are taking on that effort, you know, that, yeah, that effort, that obligation, when no one gave it to us, you know, no one knocked on our door and said, hey, this is, uh, you know, like you have till, you know, till Christmas, you know, till, to, to get something up and, and save this, you know, save this ecosystem. I think we all took it upon ourselves to kind of, you know, do that. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I guess it goes to, you know, what I was mentioning to JG, you know, about being the glitch you want to, you know, to see in the matrix, you know, be that change you want to see in the world. Um, but I, I'm finding that, you know, in many cases and many times, you know, you find yourself in a situation where it's, you know, where the situation tells you, you can't do this alone. And no matter how hard you will try to do it on your own, you know, the situation continues to butt back at, you know, at, at the matters of you can't do it alone or it's just going to be an uphill battle for you to do it alone. And, you know, I think we've chosen the hills we wanted to die on. But it doesn't, you know, and we may feel like we all die alone, whether or not that's actually true. Um, it's it, it's not just our own, you know, it, it's not our own fight. You know, if we look to the, you know, if we look to either our left or our right, we still, we, we will see other people fighting, you know, we're fighting the same battle. And this is like an inner me yelling at the outer me, or maybe the outer me yelling at the inner me, because I've been so contentious. I've had my reservations on, you know, collaborations. I've been, you know, I've tried collaborating, you know, um, in the web two world and in the real life world. And I find that that those efforts often get exploited it's hard finding you know the right team to work with and you know the things i'm sure plenty of us can you know can relate to that um, i'm not sure how much it resonates with um you know i mean because you guys have such great fucking teams <laughs> you know um but uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm a do-it-yourselfer i've you know i've lived the life of uh you know not being able to rely on people um that you know understanding that reliance creates a dependency and dependency creates exploitation. Um, it's, it's for those factors that I've, you know, it's for those reasons that I've moved the way I continue to move. Um, and, and that's also for those reasons that I'm slow to produce, slow to put out, slow to, you know, provide because it takes, it takes longer to do it yourself. And I'm not, I'm not, it, it makes me wonder how well it would be if, one could see the incentive of collaboration, you know, not beyond, you know, getting, uh, getting a uh, product rolled out faster, but, you know, an added benefit to kind of break down those walls of insecurity, you know, and the walls of, you know, solitude and exclusion. 
because many many times they're self-imposed, you know, and I could be projecting, you know, um, myself, <laughs> uh, but, and it's probably some things that I, you know, I'm refusing to tell myself until I'm talking with others. Um, I don't know if it's a matter of growth or whatever, but I've, maybe that's one way it you know, we could reach some kind of mitigation point where it's, you know, it, it's for the better and it's not just a stagnant, you know, change like a lateral move on the chessboard, you know, where still nothing gets done, nothing gets accomplished. Um, I would like to think that, it, you know, it could be better um, in the, in the long run. Maybe that could just be an optimist is my thoughts. That's pretty profound. <laughs> that's, that's a bunch of personal uh, deep digging there, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I mean, and honest. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I, think of many personal examples but i mean the space is rife with people you know just being dishonest and taking advantage of each other so it's tough uh for sure well you know i gotta say one thing our entire group we, we were rugged and we took that seriously we tracked him down and we commandeered the skeleton punk project right like we are not playing and if we find somebody doing something shady, we will mark them out as a group. The skeleton punks will literally mark them out. I don't care what space you're in. If I find out you're stealing, I will mark you out in public. I don't care. Yeah, so I think, I mean, you're a great example there. And I think it goes back also to the can't be evil. We programmatically put in place to where, you know, you can prevent some of this, like continue to move down that path. Um, Ray, you were going to say something? Well, I was going to say, just to a degree, it's like the joke, right, you have with somebody when you're having a business negotiation and they're promising you all of these things. And you're like, put them in the contract, put them in writing, make it legally binding. Oh, no, we don't have to do that. It's like, if it's not a problem, put it in writing, codify it into the code of the contracts. Do not, it's trustless by not having to trust people, not by being like exploited. Yeah, I mean, we have the tech for the first time in human history to really do it at the level that we're talking about. And I and Madman, something you spoke that resonated with me, like just just the daily hustle grind of working for a corporation and, you know, how much value you're putting into that and what's the return that you're getting out of that. I mean, I mean, that that's where most people are. And I think that's the promise of Web3 is to have something different here where you know, it, you put in value and you can build community, build something that is foundational, that more value gets built on top. And, you know, there's whether it's through reputation or whether it's through like being an OG holder or tokens. And like there's so many mechanisms to, you know, actually be able to see returns on some of this in a fundamentally different way than what you have, you know, what the average person has access to with how things are gated and all the middlemen and how the power has been set up to keep itself in power and propagate itself over time. Um, I think that that's the alternative, you know, I, I think partnering together to move the whole space forward is definitely what we should be focused on and the things that we're talking about and building, seeing some of these ideas resonate with other projects and variations on the same theme 
is a powerful thing and it's it's important for us to focus on and move forward and not nickel and dime and fight each other on you know the like the the credit or the being first mover advantage i mean i think honestly the days of the first mover advantage to a certain extent are over i think in the future it's going to be more those foundational communities that are more valuable than any of that for sure it's like the third third mover advantage i think is what they say it's the third it's the third project that actually gets it um but to your point too i i think when we talk about changing the space you know it obviously starts with ourselves it starts with our individual communities within our own projects and then i don't necessarily know that we can you know change the minds of a lot of different all the projects or the entire ecosystem it's possibly like what jg is talking about you know we, we just need to have a community that grows outside of itself into a larger community where they align with the value system like if we're all agreement that you know open source and collaboration is really our pinnacle value then that's what we work with and the other projects that are like we, we want to have maximum tokens for the core team and we want to sell out right away and we don't give a shit about tokenomics or inflationary measures that's a whole different set of people and you know you're building two different communities it kind of reminded me a little bit of like to go to the walking dead comics right like the alexandria community like you have these different dystopian factions working with different ideological you know systems and and obviously it's not a perfect example but you can see how you know one group gets exploited by the others because they wrongly assume that everybody follows the same you know value system in terms of where they find importance so I think aligning with people who actually through their actions, not through the words, you know, align with a, a collaborative value system could be a good start for us to, to go forward. This is what I love about crypto. There's not very many things that you can leverage for free, but you can leverage technology. You can leverage friendships. You can leverage your reputation and you can put it all on the line and you can build something amazing. And like you can actually make a difference really quickly. I love this space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the potential to scale is just beyond anything that we've had access to before. I mean, the numbers are just exponential when you start to go, especially multi-chain, it becomes crazy. <laughs> so, like, if, does anybody, you know, feel free to raise your hand or come up and speak if anybody listening has, has questions. But I would say, like, if we were going to start out and talk about you know, where our commonalities might be, does anybody have, like, the an ability to articulate what the core value of their community is? Um, yeah, that's pretty simple. For the Skeleton Punks, it's uh, about protecting the Luna ecosystem for us because that was originally our main mission. And I know it sounds silly, but for us, I still feel that it has some of the uh, best value propositions um, because it's so oversold. So for us, it's about that. And more than that, though, is the decentralized economy like we bought that dream like i want decentralized money like i want to play this game of value capture i want to access my assets and i want to be able to buy other assets i want to be able to have the same privileges as the rich have at banks this is what we were doing for a while i was being i was able to spend my ust in the real world like these are the things that we are striving for uh, as skeleton punks and these are the things that we are going to try to produce moving forward Right. And for other people to also share with. 
That's awesome. So yeah, I'm just I'm taking notes because why not? Let's make this into a working meeting while we're all kicking around here. Decentralized economy and how do you see skeleton punks? If you can, re you know, how do the skeleton punks participate in in forwarding the decentralized economy? So. I mean, that will be answered on Saturday. This is like what everything's been building up for. Like we have, we have this alliance, we have Orbital Command, which has obviously always been a pillar in the Luna community. Once they saw, we shared what we, what we wanted to try to do with them. And they said, yeah, we want to try to do that too. Once they threw their weight into the, into the SP alliance, I'm not going to lie, shit changed for us because of their... I guess, wait, I mean, that's what it is, right? Like once I went to the next person, I went to talk to about this and I was like, Hey, orbital command is our partner. Like their head snapped over and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. And we just announced it. And they were, and then the next thing I know, everyone was just saying, okay, let's try this. Right. So it doesn't take much to like get the momentum going or to spark something. And so we, we believe that if we give people amazing tools, right? Like, and I'm talking like a tool, like asset tools, right? to play the game. And if these tools are hyper incentivized to give back to the community who is participating, just like Kujira, it's a great model, right? Fantastic model. Then they will come back and play. Like it's just that simple, right? And if we, if, if the community controls those tools, well, then we really control the chain. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. If we can get these out before TFL can get their products out and we can get the community to say, hey, we're, we're only gonna play with these tools, well then, man, the community really is in control at that point. Cool. I think we're aligned on that. We definitely have to uh, focus on community control. And I think that's what the decentralized part, you know, uh, conjoins on, on, on our projects and, and your project and a lot of other projects. But having that stuff articulated is I think really critical because just like any group of cultures, you know, we have, we have things we can form consensus on. We have things we can work towards together and the stuff we don't agree with, we just need to let that go. And that needs to be our own separate, you know, playground on our own side, but the stuff we can work together on, uh, you know, Grant who's listening here and myself and others have worked together and overthrew a major political party in the United States, uh, a piece of it because of the fact that we like, we had people who were extreme socialists and people who were extreme conservatives working together on a centralized goal of getting corrupt politicians out of the places. And I think if we can just agree, like in terms of what we agree on and we focus on that and we let the other stuff go aside in our own cultures, you know, it's a huge benefit and a huge opportunity for us to actually enact positive things in the ecosystem. Yeah, I agree 100%. Cool. So, like, in terms of code, right? Like, one thing, you know, and if anybody has questions or wants to comment, feel free. In terms of coding and in terms of, like, you know, Mad, uh, Madman talked about it a little bit. We've struggled with it internally for such a long time. You know, how, how do we achieve, like, ego death uh, for our projects? you know, for, for a larger collaboration outside of it. Like the, the internal like native human nature is to like, I need to keep these things secret because I value them. So they're mine. I own this. I can't share this with anybody because otherwise like I won't have the outside community glory or 
self-fulfillment that I was the one that created this and presented it to the universe. You know, we have that struggle at YFD and we've kept our stuff so internal, you know, although we want to be public, it's like, how, how can we build a, you know, a community environment where it's not important anymore? And how do we individually as communities like go, you know, what's more valuable is seeding the ideas for everyone and getting a broader perspective of what we could achieve together over like what our personal glory ends up being like that's a maybe that's a really complicated question but does anybody have any thoughts on that yeah i'd love to know too because you know it's clear i suffer from it (laughs) yeah i mean it's also from a place of like you want to see the thing succeed and sometimes you have these aspirational goals too so it's not totally about the glory it's like you put all this time and effort building something that you think could be amazing and maybe you know you get at the community level you're turning over that sort of vision control for something that's a shared vision that people need to align on it's challenging for sure and sometimes you may have that feeling of not wanting to contribute to any unnecessary redundancy you know um because if someone's already working on the idea, you know, like why why reinvent the wheel, you know, so to say. Um, yeah. Of course, in a, in the spirit of competition, um, you know, one may want to, you know, provide an alternative. You know, uh, perhaps there is a market of people that you know that like the way you do it better than the way someone else does it, even though you approach the same you know, approach the same goals. I mean, obviously we like IBC more than uh, parachain, right? <laughs> um, uh, I was originally, you know, coming up with a concept, um, you know, by which, you know, you could conduct your transactions anonymously, you know, and, you know, retain some sense of privacy for the, uh, you know, you know, for the Terra blockchain back in, uh, back in September of last year until I heard of a, you know, a place called void, you know, um, getting off the ground and then another one called Terra Bay. So I started, I started talking with the, you know, the creator of Terra Bay. We were consulting, you know, beyond, you know, uh, beyond just the, uh, the name, but you know, with the way it could be done and, you know, it, it led me to, you know, to a, a sense of retirement to the idea, you know, whereby I just, I, I let them, you know, move on with it and basically, you know, gave my hope and faith, you know, to their success. Um, I'm not sure, you know, where Void stands. I think they were trying to do something on osmosis and, um, you know, I think they quit. Didn't they quit? They've been MI for almost a month and a half now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the initial direction that they wanted to go kind of put a you know put them at a uh, at a dead end, you know, um, hitting a brick wall or something. Um, of course, we understand where redacted money is, uh, you know, standing in this you know, in this place, and I'm continuing my uh, you know my hope and faith in their success. Me too. Um, I but, love those guys. Of course, it did. Yeah, right. They're you know they're fucking awesome. And, I love those guys. They're so good. To their credit, I could I couldn't see myself, you know, just jumping in as active competition just you know just because I wanted to be in control of it. 
Um, it wasn't something I necessarily wanted to be in control of. Like, I mean, if you look at, you know, look back at Tornado Cash, if like if my shit reached the success of Tornado Cash and the government was coming after me with, you know, sanctions and shit, like, think I wanted to be fucking arrested for that shit. Get the fuck out of here. No. But hey, but the cool thing about Redacted is that they are doing the 100% flow through. So, like, if you were minting or holding Ronin's, like, they're yeah. revenue sharing. They get paid in the same way. Like, they're not getting anything extra. You know, it's after the crash, great. They had to do the, the red token and the model change, but they didn't even keep that money. And it's just for project development. Like I'm really close with those guys. They are about to, oh man, I really love those guys. They, they delivered when everyone else thought that they were yeah. like just this anonymous, cause they're a hundred percent anonymous. They are like a true crypto team. Right. And right. people were like, yo, like we, we don't even know who they are. Like they won't say who they are, but they've delivered every single time. I love those guys. And it, for that, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't step on their toes, you know, um, in a manner of speaking. But you could collaborate I, with I, them. I, They're super open. Like they would, they would bring you into the circle in a heartbeat. Well, man. who's to um, say I'm There we go. <laughs> <laughs> as I said before, I'm still, I'm still incubating because as I, as I find myself, you know, with a notebook full of ideas, you know, I'm, I, I continue working on the idea until, of course, somebody, you know, launches a twitter account you know <laughs> with that idea on their own if not look you know, can i say um, can i make a recommendation to you? previous you know can yeah, i make a recommendation so like for me i'm an idea person too and the thing that i struggled with the most was trying to find the people who i could even ask if this idea is possible and then the next step was the people who could actually bring that idea to life like i'm not super technical i'm not a coder that's not what i do i'm pretty good at seeing patterns that's about it right and so the hurdle for me uh, for, I would say, almost a year, right, was making a network of people, of developers, of, you know, marketers, of all these people that I could just just tag and just say, hey, bud, is this a good idea? Right. Because like a lot of times I have shit ideas, <laughs> like, you know, like just fucking crap. But every once in a while I spit out like one where people are like, damn, that's pretty fucking good. But again, it's like, how do you bring it to life? Right. So I would like to just, again, reiterate, like. The guys that are the core members of the Skeleton Punks, if you are serious and you sound serious as a motherfucker, we invite you to come participate on a different level, right? We have open discussions. None of us are stealing from each other, like, at all, right? Like, that's just not happening. Like I said, like, we will mark somebody out in public if that happens. Like, we will publicly embarrass them if that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not happening. Like, we're going to foster a different type of environment moving forward in Luna 2. Because right now we can kind of set the stage. It is in shambles. And you know what? They are looking for leadership. And we have a group that is strong and defined in what we're going to do. And so if you want to continue down that path, we are 100% aligned with Redacted Money. Like me and Redacted Money, uh, we have plans further, like months in advance already being planned and laid. We are thinking about like what to do. Luna Define needs things. They need activities. They need to clean money. They need to find a way to do it for free. They need to find a way to like have NFTs and like start to like do all these great things because that unlock in November is going to happen. There's going to be a lot of vesting Luna. That's a lot of money to capture and they can either have something to do with it or then go to the open market and sell it. So we're getting ready to lay out a bunch of shit. And if you want to help us figure out how to lay out a bunch of shit, then you should come do that too. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. Don't feel Get alone. Reach out. 
Yeah, I mean, tying it back to Y Foundry, um, I, I mean, that's what we're all about is like, how can we make these tools have these processes where anyone can join and connect with people for ideas, connect with like some sort of like whitelisted reputation, you know, verified builders that you know are legit and have delivered on their projects, help you flesh out those ideas to a solid proposal, get guaranteed funding on chain everything's on chain you've got the true implementation of smart contracts to make sure you know and it's something the community wants they align to the long-term growth and i i think like thinking about the future possibilities for some of this stuff i mean because we're we're idea people too i've got a notebook of failed and potential ideas in the future like what's the differentiator there i mean if you have an infrastructure that you can build that doesn't that has minimal amount of toll booths that go to just keep the infrastructure going but other than that there's no middle person there's no like that's not the differentiator like the differentiator is that community of builders the team that delivers you've got the strong community of supporters like how can you know i think really think in the end i mean that's the power open source is going to swallow it all you know at, at a certain point all of this stuff becomes available even if it's closed source now someone will develop an open source competitor and eventually everyone will have access to these tools and you know maybe you have the first mover advantage second third mover advantage but the goal is eventually you know you can enable anything to happen easily and anyone to build value on top of that network and then you're looking at it from a completely different angle at that point I love technology. I just fucking love what you guys are doing. <laughs> I mean, you look at the actual, like, we, not enough people talk about it, but you think, like, not only, like, TCP IP, but just some of the, like, I can't remember what the what the stat was, but how much of the internet is actually run on open source code, even in the Web 2 world. Like, I mean, I just think, like, Web 3 is the natural extension of that, but you have the possibility for further value being brought to the average person and user as opposed to these kind of you know big corporations that are are keeping all of that yeah i'm i'm kind of over the big corporation who doesn't want to help out when when it's just time to help out you know it got covid happened made more money than they ever made and they just don't want to help out like just help out it's not that hard they would get all the money back too if they just helped out. It'd all flow right back up anyway. They would capture all of it again anyway. Well, yeah. why sell the cure when you can lease the treatment? Yeah, I know, but fuck. That's why we got to change this. That's why this, we're in this space. This space terrifies them. Man, we all know that DDoS attack. We were attacked when when everything got shot down. Like that was coordinated, right? Like we were going to change the world. It was happening so fast. Oh, as an example of the system having, you know, the the ability to use its unique mechanisms to shut. The, I mean, we see that all the time with like how hedge funds crush crush small companies. I mean, you go back to the GameStop sort of situation with uh, like the Wall Street bets. I mean, it wasn't too different there. The kind of stunt and how the system was able to inoculate itself from complete disaster for some big hedge funds. Um, it's it is sickening for sure and i think like in some cases you you go back what you said madman i mean in some cases it's creating the disease um to then like have you know the cure you, you've got the cure but you're also creating the disease especially 
in danger of being shut off here, but social media um, creating some of the problems that they've created. Um, and then just kind of like just continually, you know, extracting value out of the users with, uh, you know, all the data that they can gather, all of the information that they have siloed and can resell or even the government. I mean, Ray and I were talking about that earlier this week. Um, it, I just I really think there's so many people working on it and I think we'll get so much further together than we will separately for sure. Yeah, one way or another, we're heading towards a subs- you know, subscription-based living. Yeah. Oh, nightmare. Nightmare. I wanted to say, with some of the things you said, Madman, I took some notes, and you were talking about uh, your concern for being redundant. And I wanted to just say that I think a way to turn that on its head would be to say that, you know, redundancy really, I think, is consensus. And it's, it's how you build standards. The redundancy part where you're like, oh, I'm redundant to these things, the conversation from that point could be, hey, we all agree on these particular aspects, um, you know, or properties of this particular function or protocol or design or whatever you want to call it, idea, right? And that's how you create a standard. And I think that's, you know, where the standards need to start to form you know, we've got we've got token standards. We could very well have protocol standards. We could have vault standards. We could have, you know, all kinds of other standards if if we can like come together and build consensus out of uh, you know what you're feeling is like a negative and redundant. I'm I'm assuming negative and redundancy. I think it could actually be like these are these are standards. Yeah, redundancy is necessary. Yeah. I mean, that's a positive and and in a lot of cases you want to have redundancy right right exactly <laughs> but this is for some reason i have uh uh yeah I, I have my reservations you know when it comes to the redundancy of you know of projects and you know duplicate efforts when they can be you know basically consolidated towards i mean i guess that also creates a, a an issue of you know single points of failure or you know uh, similar risks that's how you have a pandemic that that creates extinction events. You need a homogenous network or a heterogeneous network, not a homogenous network. So your redundancy is actually uh, a recovery mechanisms for when one person's implement or one project's implementation fails catastrophically. So I, I definitely wouldn't look at redundancy as a negative, especially not in this space and and how you know everybody says we're early. But being as early as we are, that redundancy is is actually ideas finding fit in the market. So I, I definitely developing even with the feeling of redundancy. Yeah, I've got to work on myself. So does anybody else have any questions or comments? I could say a few more things quickly, but uh, I'm happy to wrap this at any point in time too. Oh, no, I'm content. You guys have been uh, very entertaining and very educational at the same time. Yeah, Likewise, thanks so much for joining us. Great. great. We're trying to do these every every week at this time. Like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? It, it? Like three hours ago is when we about started. So every week 
um, Sunday, I think it's Sunday for almost everyone, um, you know, three hours earlier than now to have these kind of spaces and, and just talk about, you know, how we can, how we can ego death our projects and, and, and build collaboration in the community rather than like everybody thinking they're like some CIA spy organization building <laughs> like the next weapon to win the war. Thank God. Super coders. Yeah, we got we got it. We're so early in the space that instead of you know hiding everything from each other, how can we build a level of trust within the community with each other? I mean, we're we definitely all have trauma, right? Terra, the Terra collapse created a massive amount of trauma on every team, and I don't know you know everybody's situations, but from our aspect, I mean, it devastated our our roadmap to the point where we're the we're like, well, we have to just try to get to market now and try to release the idea for the, you know, to have us feel some sense of closure in, you know, in the after the aftermath or in the event of what happened to Terra. It's like, we just have to get this out in some form so that we can feel like we actually did accomplish something and weren't just completely, you know, uh, stripped of our of our builder mentality right well you know i think a good lesson is you know after this wreck i think it totally made me reevaluate my strategies right so now i'm totally like uh much more diversified in, in everything i do and all profits they get spread out everywhere like on like four different areas right and then um um oh shit i hate when i do that i had a brain fart right now I had something really good, too. Give me a second. I'm going to be quiet. I'll remember in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> My strategy has not changed. I'm still fine. I haven't done a fucking thing else. Yeah, that was too much. Same right? shit. <laughs> My my strategy has not changed. I haven't learned a goddamn thing. <laughs> One of the true believers. We we have one in the room, folks. I mean, as a lunatic, you can't call me madman for nothing. Right, right. But look, here's the real deal. The real deal is that we had this a, a crazy collapse, right? This complete ruin. And the people, there's always like ridiculous like uh, opportunities in ruin, right? If we're staying here, like when I, when I saw this happen, I was devastated for like three days. And then I swear to God, I was like, okay, I got two options. I got Luna that's vesting for two years and I got a shit ton of JPEGs. I got way too many skeleton punks, right? So I could either let this shit die or we could really try to do something about it right now. And right now, you know, these tokens were airdropped to so many wallets. So like the, the actual dispersion and like the distribution of the tokens is probably second to none almost like except behind Ethereum. I'm, a, it's, I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but I think that actually is true. And, you know, it, we can set the tone. Like if we come together as community, we get to set the tone. Like we really can set the tone and the, man, they don't even see it coming. They won't see it coming. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we we can definitely have uh, an influence on the culture and the community. We may not have control of the chain, right? No, 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 not 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 no. You, but I just mean like we can like now reshape what we're going to. We can set a different bar, right? We can have a different standard. 
Like I'm going to, I'm always going to declare that I'm not going to tolerate any type of scamming, stealing, thieving, anything. I see, like I keep saying, so people will be afraid to do that near me, right? Like I'm going to be serious about that. If you're doing something shady, you better be worried if I catch you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the other option we have now as this technology builds out into the greater cosmos is that we can walk. We can walk with our protocols. If if Terra if if shady shit happens again and they start playing bullshit games with the with the tokenomics, with who gets stuff, if you know, if we find out that there's been all these wallets funded with a ton of tokens after everybody's sworn up and down that they didn't get this funding. Well that's it, game over. That's game over. Yeah. That's game over. That's game over. And, and we would all pivot. And that, that's the thing. Now we can all pivot. And we now have the ability to pivot because we were forced to learn how to pivot. And the IBC is pretty smooth to pivot, actually. So it'd be pretty stupid for them to do that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing that, that you know, and I'll you just use the language now uh, that's a little more crass. But the thing that fucked us the last time on this pivot is that there's one group that's in control of all the communication channels. And they shut all that shit down. When Terra collapsed, Every communication channel that we had publicly available to us was locked. And all this stuff started, all this backroom dealing started happening. These proposals that got brought forth as the builder alliance and stuff like that, there was no consensus in the community. This stuff was built by a few people who have now bailed from the ecosystem. And it's like, we, if we're going to stick around, we have to build our own infrastructure. We can't rely on... Anybody, trust. anybody, you're 100% right. Anybody, except other communities. I think other communities you could rely on. Like me and you, we could say, hey, we're doing this together and we we have the same thing, right? I think you could rely on that. Absolutely, but it has to be built out of a out of a out of a consensus between groups that are treated as equals. And the 100%. and, and Terra 1 it was never equality. And on Terra 2, I question that there is equality the same way. So the only thing we can do is build infrastructure amongst ourselves now and don't trust and rely on parties that have interests that don't align with builder community to, to go forward. So we know that there is secret, we, I, not to sound conspiratorial, we know that there are shadow building projects going on that will directly compete with the interests of the community at large. And they are well-funded and they are going to launch in the next few months or even sooner. And that's going to be an alignment shift of both the assets on the chain and the flow of funds on the chain. And so if those of us who were little fish in the big ocean don't work together and say, look, we have a valid stake and a right to be here just like anybody else, you know, we're going to become the same chud, or is it chud? Right? That chum. We're going to be the same chum that gets fed to the sharks that happened on Terra One. Chum is, was it Chad and Chad mixed together? <laughs> no, no, Could be. I, I see Chad um, is listener on here. I wasn't talking about you in particular. I mean, the meme. Do you mean no. chum likes, like shark food? Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of Chuds, like the 80s movie. You know, oh, they come. Chuds. Chuds. But I was actually thinking of Chum, but I was saying Chud because of my 80s history. So, yeah, I'm thinking we're, we're just Chum for the, uh, for, the, for the huge vested accounts of Luna that are going to unlock in November. 
Um, the same dudes that dumped at 10 are going to dump it uh, or dumped at 16 are going to dump when that November opens up again and buy back. Possibly, or, or we lay out a, a, a plan in a game and something for them to do with it. And we show them that there's a way to capture more of it and that it's already oversold. Like we can sell a different narrative too. It doesn't have to be like you just said. That's true. I just don't have enough Luna tokens to have any sort of influence in that. Me neither, but this alliance that I have has some deep pockets now. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to figure out, you know, I think people, if we, if we can get some honest exposure of what people's objectives actually are, and I know it's always difficult to do that in diplomacy and, and politics and, and any sort of cross-cultural communication is, like, if we can get an alignment of, like, what our shared objectives are, I think we can move forward and find a way to, you know, achieve those as a greater community and, and not allow bad behaviors to, you know, permeate. I agree. I agree. Cool. Well, this, uh, this is the first meeting of the, the uh, Sunlight Shadow <laughs> Alliance has been uh, documented. <laughs> so, <laughs> fully transparent shadow government. Yeah. <laughs> all right everybody well i don't know if there's not any other questions or comments or anything i think we can we can call it a day yeah thanks for your time i'm sure you, you know we ran over the uh the time you wanted for this no this is great i thank you for building yeah we should do this again in another you know in another week or another couple of days i think another week and just talk about this stuff. We need, we need to build community, a greater community outside of individual projects. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even take turns. Um, let us know about your spaces. Uh, JG will definitely be joining um, your space upcoming for the Skeleton Punks news. On the or, or it'll be on Orbital Command. Uh, they're gonna oh, post. great. It'll be next Saturday again. It'll be 9 p.m. UTC, I believe, again. We're trying to just keep it consistent so people know where to keep coming. And we got news yeah. that's coming out literally every single week. And uh, we have a mint coming out on Halloween, Halloween mint. And I think that's going to be a whole different type of mint once people hear the news. This is going to be fun. We're trying to make it fun again. That's really what it is for Skeleton Punks. Like We were having a great time before, and I know that there's a way back to that. And the way back to it is only through like the community, like, like Ray keeps saying, right? Like We have to like re-reunite us behind this common belief again, a common belief. And for us, for us, that common belief is like, we are undead. Like we, just because it crashed once, it doesn't mean that it's not gonna work. You know, they did not fly a plane the first time. Could you imagine that they were just like, oh, fuck it, that doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, right, like, so I feel that, I feel like there's a good fertile ground uh, and there's solid, solid teams right now who really are driven to not, take any shit from anybody and to set their own tone. For sure. So we're, we're agreeing like our, our, our tenant of our, our coven that we're building here is decentralization. Yeah. Transactional freedom is where I'm at. Let's go. Yep. So we can, we can build on that foundation for sure. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Good night. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks again, and uh, come back and feel yeah. free to jump on Twitter or wherever, and we can definitely have more conversations. Talk to you soon.
Cheers, guys. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Why Foundry DAO Space, discussing organizing communities for collaboration. Recorded on Sunday, October 9th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two